Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Number 35. Father Francis? Hey, good morning, everybody. Tuesday morning, here, September, September 4, Tuesday, 2018, 9 a.m. in the Eastern Time Zone, in the United States. How's everybody doing this weekend? Fine, sir. Very good. Have a good, good, relaxing day yesterday. Oh, uh, we put up 300 bales of hay. I'm still Ooh. sore. Ooh, that's a lot yeah. of hay. That's yeah, it is. Yep. Where do you put all that stuff? I put in the barn on the front porch of one of the old buildings here. You know, place, wherever I can find a spot. It must and be small. Oh, regular bale small of hay. Bale. Oh, okay. Uh, about 30 to 50 pounds, depending on how tight they're packed. Why don't you just roll them up in those big, round... I don't have a, I don't have a way to handle it. I don't have any equipment to handle it. I'm thinking about okay. it, though. After, after three days of loading these bales, I'm thinking about going to the round bales and using a different loading technique. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're looking for Dr. Hill today, aren't we? Yeah, he said he was going to be on today. I'm not really sure. I did get a text message to, uh, from some of our guys up in New Jersey, and they, uh, they're planning to come down to the event in Elizabethan, and that's on uh, the 29th of September. So I think that's still on. Okay. Right now I'm trying to get some... I'm not sure what they're saying here. The American people have gotten... Extraordinarily tired of demand bullying and blackmail the U.S. government has re- received from the fully nuclear uh, apartheid Israel, I guess they're talking about. And uh, I don't know if they're complaining that Israel's top agenda item is mass immigration into white countries or mass immigration of Palestinians out of Israel, which wouldn't be immigration, it'd be emigration then. Anyway, this you know the double standard is so obvious in today's you know today's society. I mean, it's just ridiculous, just totally ridiculous. I'm actually looking forward to see what happens in uh, Elizabeth. And I think that um, I think that that Tennessee is going to be a place where we're going to get more protection than anywhere. But I just hate to be isolated from the public, so nobody can see what what the protest is about, or stand with us, or join in, or anything. Yes, that that's our dilemma. It sure is, public or private. Mm-hmm. How our meetings should be, how our presentation should be. This is public here. Anybody yes, pretty can much. The, anybody can join. We don't restrict them or censor them. That's their um, obscene or profane. But anybody's welcome here. Well, well, there you okay, go. I still don't see Dr. Hill. Let's see. Okay, hold on just a second. I have to get you off the Q&A. 
All if right. You request on Q and A. What I have to do is drop you and unmute you again. So let's see what happens. All right, you're still on now. Okay, I've got this figured out. There you go. Okay, uh, don't see Dr. Hill, so anybody else has something for our show? Got time to get everybody on, and I don't want to miss anybody. I didn't know anybody was not able to get on. That was news to me last Friday. Did you hear that? I've not heard anybody that can't get on the show. No, I didn't hear that. Dr. Hill said that. He couldn't get on last Friday? No, somebody told him they were not able to get on the show. They were, I guess, waited. Sometimes people are put on hold. I don't want to interrupt the the flow of things, you know. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I have to, people are waiting. Depends on who's on. Like if it's somebody special, you know, we want to hear from. I don't interrupt until uh, the last minute. All right, so everybody be aware of that. We're still working out the bugs. I mean, you know, and who knows how how long we'll be on before they try to take this down. There's no telling. So I don't know what to say about anything anymore. I just go along and get along. Okay, here's Patrick. Hey, Pat. Good morning, Frank. Um, Good morning. Robert. Uh, Hey. uh, I was uh, hoping to hear from Dr. Hill. He's He's our... Our, our uh, Jefferson Davises, if you will. Um, I listened to uh, Doctor um, Sam Dixon. Guy's a brilliant man, historian. I ain't never heard anybody could beat him. Then uh, he was lamenting how there, at the, sitting at the table, was the North versus South. The North is John Adams, Alexander Hamilton, Secretary of the Treasury, the Vice President. Uh, representing the South, the uh, Jefferson, uh, Thomas Jefferson and John C. Calhoun. And the, uh, the North was saying, oh, ain't it just great we got this Constitution, this contract now, with, with we, our government is absolutely perfect. And the Jefferson said, that's that bullshit. You know, we fought a war uh, to, against all this, you know, what you guys are trying to reinstate here, you know, and... Uh, and that's the way it's been. It's, you know, Jefferson disbanded the Navy, and uh, you know, and he tried to stop all his graft that, that they were coming. We had the, the South was uh, uh, was, a, you know, was 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 not getting any benefit. All the money. Now, the first thing that Congress did was pass subsidizing Northeast fishing industry, all for the North. It was, uh, and uh, they see things differently. They see things as government is a means to make to, for money. Where the South sees it's supposed to be some kind of a, uh, you know, a humanitarian act to take care of the old or something. And it's been that way ever since. And uh, you know, during like in the Reconstruction, they uh, we had uh, the only thing that stopped these modern Yankees from coming down, these carpetbaggers. In, this, in the military, they were installing blacks as, as police officers and all in our Congress, and the blacks would not arrest another black citizen. They, they, um, in the, uh, and they were, just, they were just tearing us apart. And uh, the only thing that stopped those was the grand jury. They're, local, they're localized, and they could come in and they could say, okay, that's false arrest, you know, and, uh, and charge these people, and it's made up of the local people. 
it ain't a bunch of feds coming in here doing things. That's what saved us, and they, and they protected the KKK, and, uh, and that's what cleaned up the corruption in the 1920s is the local people because these feds, they bring these, uh, they're the ones that install these blacks into, these, into all these positions of power. Uh, you know, in affirmative action, they got this, as uh, Dr. Hill likes to call this, the second um, reconstruction, which is, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the new society, the great society in, in them. So, you know, it's only local people that's going to stop this stuff because the, the, the institutionalized and the feds, you know, they, they're, they're used to, uh, that's just a way of means of making money. And, uh, you know, they're, 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 they're all in the banking and, uh, you know, and they just, uh, they just take us over and I, I yield. Okay. Okay, Patrick. Uh, let's hear from Al. I think he may know about Dr. Hill. Al? Well, I don't know anything about Dr. Hill today, but I was calling about a friend of mine was telling me that David Duke, you could not find his YouTubes without spending an hour sometimes researching, looking for him. And I know uh, David on his radio show has complained about they took off how many views and that sort of stuff on his YouTube. So my friend was going to show me. So he hit it in there yesterday, and every one of them come up. I mean, just one after another. So... And it had how many views it had, how many years it had been put up, who put them up. He said, wow, this wasn't on here just a few days ago. I said, well, I know Donald Trump made some comment about uh, them hiding, uh, you know, the the social media, hi, uh, hiding uh, conservative views. I don't know if I had anything to do with it or not. And he said, well, I can, I can tell you, just a few days ago, we, me and my wife tried to, Pulled it up. We it only pulled up two, and the rest of you had to dig them out. Go to David Duke to find how to get them. So I didn't know if y'all had heard anything about that, saw that, or if it is something Trump actually caused them to do, or scared them enough that they actually done it, or whether my friend just made a mistake when they were trying to pull up earlier. That I don't know. Okay. All right. I, I- I haven't tried that myself, but I'm always looking for Billy Roper on YouTube, and that seems to be difficult. Yeah, I hadn't looked for Billy. I Usually I have to work for a living, so I don't have a whole bunch of time. I listen to y'all and David Duke and Don Black, and that pretty well eats up what little spare time I have. So the rest of the time I really don't have time to get on YouTube, so that's the reason I really didn't know. I'd heard David talk about it a good bit, but I never had to actually get on there to look on his video. So my friend showed me how to pull the one on Goldman Sachs, and I, I forwarded it to the members in my area up here, and one of them texted back and said, wow, they they never had saw any of his YouTube before or even heard him, I don't think. So anyway, uh, maybe maybe this Trump giving them a little bit of scare is going to loosen them up a little bit and keep them knocking y'all off the air and everybody else. Although we know what happened, they'll back up. And as soon as uh, it dies down, they'll start shutting down again. So that's that's typical. We've seen that, as Patrick said, for years. Uh, and you, you we've all lived through it. You know, you resist, they'll back off. And then when the resistance starts fading, they push back again and push a little further. So that can uh, just come under uh, regulations. Uh, YouTube, Facebook, 
Twitter, they're going to come under more regulations if they keep censorship. I hope they they do. I hope Congress finally gets a backbone and says that's public airways or public media and they cannot uh, do any uh, scrubbing down the folks they don't like or or taking off the people that that speak against the Jews or or the blacks or the whites or the Mexicans or anybody else, you know. Well, it hurts their pocketbook for one thing. You know, the Facebook thing is because of censorship, their stock dropped. So. Well, but, uh, you know, I don't know how much that really means to some of these folks that's worth billions of dollars. You know, they're so fanatical. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if they pay that a whole bunch of attention. Now, if they had a bunch of stockholders, they might, where well, they could get fired. But if they control the company, uh, that's their pet peeve that, to shut us down or shut down our viewpoint. I don't know. Maybe maybe you're right. I mean, dollars do mean something somewhere down the line. I mean, the last report I seen, Donald Trump lost like five or six hundred million dollars this past year net worth. So you got to kind of wonder how much longer he's going to be willing to to keep losing money. Don't know that it would be good. Oh, he didn't run again. I, you know, if the Jewish mafia is against him. I don't know if they'd let up on him if he stepped aside. Who knows? Okay. All right. God uh, bless you. All right. Thank you, Al. Uh, just to finish up that, uh, I think the censorship is less now than it was 10 years ago. Just my understanding, it, it, Facebook was strict, strictly censored as an example. And now it's more open. Now, Charlottesville last year, they tightened up on us. And we're we're getting back to where we were before that. All right, Father Francis? Well, I'm not really sure. Uh, this uh, this uh, immigration issue here is uh, we got some, some uh, Jewish guy here from the JCPA. I don't know what the letter stands for, Jewish Control political action, I don't know. But uh, they're saying we need to ha- open up the borders. The 12 million people that are here illegally, they need to be allowed to stay. They need a, a place to live. Y- you know what? They got Mexico. They got Honduras and Guatemala. They sh- should go there. Oh, maybe I got an idea. Why don't we send them over to Israel? That would be good. <laughs> I think a lot of them go back and forth. I, they, they keep their place in Mexico, Guatemala, or wherever they're from, they, le- they leave some old family members there, and they send the money back, and one one after another, they'll come and go, come and go, you know, like, they, you don't see these immigrants buying expensive houses too much. They buy a house, they pay cash. They don't go out and get a bank loan. Well, let's look at let's look at. Uh, I'm thinking Atlantic City, New Jersey. That's a big uh, Islamic population, and they, they borrow money from the Islamic banks or bankers, and they don't pay any interest. So that sure no. makes it a lot easier for somebody to buy a house. It's a it's a sin. In Islam. I don't right. think they're going back. Muslims, Arabs, they probably are not going back. But South Americans. Mexicans, they can without too much difficulty. They go back at Christmas. 
Thanksgiving and Christmas. They come back in the spring when the building business starts back up. And they come back as a whole gang of people. I worked at a place, they would hire seven or eight of these Mexicans in one gang, and only one of them would speak English. He would do all the talking for the rest of them. And if he decided it was time to go, the whole gang would leave. They'd all quit, walk off the job, and they did that to him, my boss. They came back a year later, wanted their jobs back. He said, what are you talking, what are you doing? You think I'm going to hire you back after you walked off and left me high and dry? He ended up doing it. (laughs) He did it anyway, but he didn't like it. I, I remember uh, I was a handyman, fixed electrical, plumbing, that kind of stuff in houses, rental houses, and a lot of them were rented out to uh, Mexicans. And you'd have, I, you'd have probably ten, fifteen people living in, in, in a two-bedroom house, three-bedroom house, and it, plus on top of that, you had a whole bunch of vans in the front yard where people were living in their van using the, the toilet facilities. So you know, you yep. might have thirty people living one two or three bedroom apartment and they do like they do in the Navy. They, they hot sheet it. You know, you when you get up to go to work on your ship, somebody else gets in your bed. And then uh, <laughs> that person gets up to go to work and somebody else gets in the bed. So it's, you got you got three different people sleeping in the same bed on a rotation basis. This is the kind of things that they do and you know, it's 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 kinda of like a military operation. It's something that you would see in the Marine Corps or the Army or something, things of that nature. They live on, you know... Slip seat. Like truck drivers call it slip seat. As soon as one gets out, another driver gets in the same truck. So they slip seat their beds. Oh, okay. So that's uh, that's uh, over-the-road drivers that left to drive 10 hours <laughs> yeah. and they got a rest, right? Well, slip seat is sharing the same truck. But... Mm-hmm. Not driving, not riding together. Uh, I'm not really sure what that means, but you know these terms are all, you know, they can change from location, they can change from one region in the nation, one country to another. But uh, hot sheets is what I always heard called them, and specifically in the navy. I got a train going by here. All right, let's let's hear from Daryl. Welcome. How are you, Dale? How are you guys? I'm at the hospital. Oh, okay. What's the matter, buddy? I'm sorry. Oh, nothing. I have a little news. I have a new McClanahan member here. I have a little girl born uh, yesterday. I'm at the hospital here with Mama. I'll tell you all about it, but I missed out on the, the big event there at Northern Arkansas. I was there Friday night. A lot of really nice people. I listened to uh, Billy Roper spoke about the Shield Wall Network. Maybe he'll call in and give an update of the weekend. Uh, Dr. Hill going to be on today? We were expecting him, but but he might have been no. held up because of that uh, event in Arkansas. Oh. Uh, well, I just thought I'd share a little good news. It's happiness in my life. Uh, she's a that's wonderful. Pretty pretty Thanks. little girl. There you go. Very blessed. That's a blessing. Yes, yes, it is. You're doing something right. Her name, her name <laughs> is Ireland. Her name's Ireland Evangeline Rose. 
That's pretty cool. How's that, how's that for a name? Yeah, that's pretty nice. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah, yeah. So you're in the hospital well, now, huh? Yeah, I'm sitting here in the chair. My mom, my my wife is uh, having some an omelet, and we're waiting for him to get us the hell out of here. And it has been an experience. I've got a couple things to discuss. Uh, people that don't want to partake in all of the things that our great government offers us uh, are not seen in a good light. Don't let them uh, stick her with any needles. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm yeah. here. I'm. I'm. I'm her protector, okay. so that's uh I've been designated right. her protector. So yeah. and uh yep, that's absolutely right. And uh Yeah. <clears throat> yep. but I'd made it I had I didn't write the number down. I had to go to the site and and uh, get the number down the access code and just call cuz I enjoy being part of you guys' discussion. So if there's another caller, I certainly I do. don't want to take up Anyone's. No, there's somebody else today. What I do with the number is when you put it in your mobile phone, you put that access code with it. And I didn't do that. I had the number, <laughs> but not the access code. I will do that. Yeah, it makes it easier. All right. Uh, uh, I do. I uh, I I'm watching. Uh, I'll, I'll bring up the political prisoners. Where uh, they have cable in here, so we're watching this. Uh, Discovery Channel. They have all these murder. They got a whole channel on murders and courts, and and uh, they had a story we watched yesterday about some guy that, uh, oh well, some woman, a wicked Jezebel chick. She she got the guy in a murder triangle and and uh, got him to murder her husband. She wanted out, and and uh, he got 30 years for robbing the guy, armed robbery, conspiracy to commit murder, and murder, and. And he definitely shot the husband dead. Well, that guy gets 30 years, and you look at Jeff Winehouse up here. I missed his call. I was getting ready to head to the hospital the other day. I haven't talked to him in a while. They put him in the ghetto part of the prison. And uh, he's sentenced to 30 years, and and uh, I would just please ask everyone to investigate uh, the stories of Lone Star 1776, uh, the stories of injustice, because if they can do this to these men, they're going to do it to us. So. Uh, we we have to uh, call for fair treatment. I called uh, uh, Senator or Congressman Billy Long. Uh, a lot of people call him the Missouri Porky Pig. He kind of looks like Porky Pig. He used to be an auctioneer. I met him as a delegate for Ron Paul, and so I called his office and his. I said, you know, they put a shot caller on him, and the guy at his trial, the guy said, oh, they can't do that. And and then I called uh, Justin Smith's office, and and Rudy put these videos up. I called Justin Smith. He's a uh, congressman. And his intern was very receptive to listening to me, and I brought up that it's better that a uh, hundred guilty men go free than one innocent man go to to uh, jail. And he said, "Oh no, it's a it's a thousand. And and I did just remember uh, Friday night, Billy at uh, Billy Roper's uh, deal, uh, the good one spoke. And I didn't bring my camera and video, and I should have made a little video of it. They would have approved. And they're supposed to be working on getting him on the year of jubilee. And uh, his father is a horseman, and we got to discuss my horse's latest injury that's been going on. And the way he spoke about his son, you can tell he is a father that loves his son and misses his son. He uh, uh, he he has fears of passing away before his son is set free, and uh, we're just going to 
we're just going to say that's not going to happen. He's going to be around it. The way he has researched the case that he's been forced to be involved with, and, and he brought up that this judge, a week before he sentenced Jacob, he sentenced a guy that stabbed a person to five years, stabbed a person with a knife. Uh, and, and he really was very well-spoken. Uh, I think his, uh, his mother has emotionally settled down, which is good for both of them, so they can, they can begin to uh, stand up for their son. And uh, they said there's an attorney that wants to help him up there, but if he helps him, he will, uh, he will lose his career. And uh, they, they've got people in the background helping them, and they're going to speak up, and, and uh, really nice people, really nice people. The good ones. The good ones, I, yes. I bet that, that this judge in Charlottesville, if he comes under any scrutiny, he'll just retire. He'll just resign, you know, and go be a... a, pro, a they don't ever do anything, though. These people hold a, a, a position of, of, of power that they don't want to give up. You know, you, you know, it's like the Lord of the Rings thing. You know, they don't want to give up the ring. Just, and they have this ring of power, and it's a demonic power. They do. And, uh, they, they do get turnover. They get a lot of turnover in judges. Yeah, so I, I don't see it. I mean, they move them around. They, they move them around for a long, long, long time because there's so much dirt that they trying to cover up. You know, there's so much bad, like what we're talking about. There's so much. This this judge that was in this judge that was involved in my case up in Lexington, Missouri. Did some research on him, and back in '03, long before I ever came along, and he's a judge. He start, he's an attorney that became a city judge in the like the late '89 or '88. Then he he just was a traffic court judge in a couple different places, and then like in the early '90s, he became circuit court judge, and he's still sitting on the bench as a circuit court judge. Well, as a circuit court judge in Missouri, Lafayette County, his name's Dennis Allen Roth. Uh, you can Google this. He was uh, driving home. And uh, in 2003, and there was a person walking on the side of the road, and he clipped him with his mirror and hit, hit yeah. a pedestrian. Well, he went on home, and uh, he didn't stop. He didn't stop to render aid. He went on home, and uh, uh, the next day or later that night, a Missouri trooper came and gave him a breathalyzer and said he was below the legal limit, and he had only had uh, one, one glass of wine with his dinner. And we know he was no doubt intoxicated, and he hit a pedestrian, and he left the scene of the accident. Well, back in 03, the Missouri Attorney General at that time, I think it might have been Ashcroft, uh, although it might have been Chris Coster, uh, no charges, no charges. And he still sets up on the bench, and he sends people to jail for uh, maybe getting pulled over down the street from their house when they just about made it home, and their lives are made uh, miserable with a DUI and uh, losing their license and paying fines and going to court, and yet he sits in judgment over, he's a hypocrite. And uh, these people are not held accountable. And uh, I think he's going to probably not be reelected. There's a lot of negativity about him and the, and the prosecutor in that county, but we have to hold these prosecutors accountable. They, uh, as Patrick brought up, the grand jury cannot be called by the people. And if you start doing that, they're going to say you're crazy and you're acting outside the, the, the uh, lines of the law. So we first have to make it, we have to make it allowed where we can convene a grand jury. Or 
we have to elect a prosecutor that works for the people. And, and that's another thing. When I called these congressmen, I called Roy Blunt's office, and he's senator, Republican senator, and, and Roy Blunt's intern was shocked about the shock caller, and he said, I don't believe Senator Blunt has any jurisdiction in this matter. I said he absolutely has jurisdiction, that he is a senator from Missouri. This injustice has went on. He can investigate it, and, and he can stand up. And I told all these interns this, that these men can stand up, make a statement. There's an, a, a terrible injustice that has happened, and that's what the people want. They don't want spineless cowards up there as our leaders. We want men that stand up for injustice and that are not afraid. So what, let me to, ask you something. The judge you were talking about, he was elected in Missouri? Yes, the he was elected. Yes. Why don't you get involved in that process of? Well, I don't live there anymore. I moved. I moved away from there, and and I think probably the next time he's elected, there's been enough negative press of what's been going, especially with this audit. They had an audit there and everything, but that is the main thing: is that the people must get involved. Do you think judges should be elected or appointed? I do. I do think they should be elected. elected. We don't elect them where I live. I have a, a, I have a person in the room here, and I'm going to listen, but I'm okay. going to give it back All to you right, guys. If you want to speak on how you feel about those things, or if Patrick could get in here. Yeah, Patrick's ready now. Let me put on Patrick, and I'll open you back up too. So just mute it yourself if you get busy. Hey, Patrick. Yeah, let me, let me chime in here. As I mentioned, um, John Ashcroft, he's the one that says if you disagree with the federal government, you are a domestic terrorist. And so he's definitely big government, uh, Patriot Act, NDAA. Uh, you know, it was a takedown. It was, it was creating a police state. He's, he's just part of all that. Uh, back when Kennedy was killed, the, uh, the uh, Supreme Court judge, uh, Earl Warren, and uh, he, he's got out this guy, Mickey Cohen, this big Jewish mobster that Bobby Kennedy had locked up. And Bobby Kennedy was killed in Mickey Cohen's uh, uh, hotel. Yeah, these people, you know, they cover for each other. They have to control these top offices, uh, attorney generals, Supreme Court judges. They're, they're all bought. They're all in, uh, in you know, in, um, uh, all the, uh, yeah, Janet Reno. Uh, they are, you know, you just go uh, the whole. Yeah. Sorry. Can you hear me? Sorry, I had to switch you off. I, I switched off Q and A. Go ahead. All right. I um, you know, like J- Janet Reno. She covered by a bunch of Israeli chapter some nuclear weapons, and also uh, known for uh, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the Texas uh, Waco incident with the uh, Divinians, Branch Divinians, you know, and Holder protecting for all the, you know, that you're too big to fail. It wouldn't go after. Now, if it was just a single individual, they, 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 they nailed you to the wall for just a small infraction. But yet, these people can steal, you know, $20 trillion they rain off with and uh, and other people's money and uh, they don't they're barely being slapped on the hand you know it's just just it's total corruption and the only way we're going to get them is to go around government through the people through these uh, grand juries old grand juries so I see you don't see them in, in action anymore they've been basically been taken over uh, but if we get control of our government it's tyranny 
I think the better word is tyranny. When you see young people, tell them we are tired of the tyranny. We're tired of these tyrants, and just see what they say. Just let them think a little bit. Who are the tyrants in the USA? You know, if you were going to fix things, you would have to take out these tyrants first. You have to start thinking about who they are. Judges, senators, uh, mayors, however far down you want to go. It's It's a judicial tyranny, right? Right. It's It's a judicial tyranny. It is. You know, it's like all these the judges, they collude with the sheriffs and everything, and they take people's property, they sell it, and they'll just come in, a sheriff will come in, and they'll just sell your whole damn house and everything you own until you meet a certain money level that uh, somebody's put a, a sued you for or something. They don't care. You know, they'll ruin your life. They'll put you in, you know, in prison. The judges, they get kickbacks from these prisons. You know, they, for how many years you get put in, and they, and what, they were just one of the biggest complaints they had about the grand jury, the people's, you know, in, in, inquisitor, that they could not produce enough convictions because that's money to these people. That there's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, the prisons, uh, they're all owned by the Northern Trust Bank, so are the courts, which are owned ultimately by the Federal Reserve. You know, it's a big money making operation, and if you interfere with that. You know, you know, you're it's just a judge retirement. You know, they lose income. And like I say, their biggest criticism of these people grand jury was they didn't produce enough uh, convictions. You know, they don't care about the people. It's all about money. And they they just bring people in and out of these prisons. They're just revolving doors. They, they as soon as they bring them in, they let them out. And they bring them in again. And they bring, you know, it's just... A prison should be more a permanent place and not a temporary thing. You know, there should be more restitution and less incarceration. Right, who's that, uh, yeah, the governor of Virginia, Terry McCullough, he let go 60,000 60, inmates, uh, which immediately they allowed them to vote. You know, and uh, our... Uh, and they do this all the time. They'll just they, they just huge release of uh, all these prison uh, prisoners that they they can't hold them anymore. You know they and, release uh, the wrong ones sometimes. They get them confused. They don't even know their names. They just say, okay, we're going to release you, and they let them out, and they find out later it's the wrong person. Yeah, it's New York and City. Manhunt. Yeah, New York, uh, Hillary, as she was senator up there, and she released all these FLM terrorists. Yeah, you know they they all look at her. Are you crazy? You're going to let us out? You are. Well, she they were Puerto Rican, and she needed a Puerto Rican vote. You know, so uh, I remember that. Yeah, I think I remember some of that. Yeah, some guys walking around as murderers, scot free. Yeah, as long as they can, as long as they can. Okay, I yield. No, here's Daryl. Hold on, Patrick. He probably got a question for you. Uh, I just well, I had a comment, but I would say uh, Patrick would say we do need to to get our, the pro- vote the prosecutors in, and and he's absolutely right. I just wanted to bring up I have a copy of the intelligence report, uh, Southern Poverty Law Center issue, fall of 2018, and it's confronting hate, and in there is an article about Lavoie Finicum. 
and they have Lavoie Finnecum's picture with uh, a guy with a look, looking like an Antifa guy with his face covered in a shotgun. It says bomb, bomb charges for an aggressive anti-government extremist. And it says that Lavoie, and this is a total lie, it says Lavoie was, uh, was associated with uh, militia leaders who planned to bomb and destroy the Bureau of Land Management. And then I would say, you go over here a few more pages, and they've got one on the Bundys, and it says the Bundy boys at it again, uh, sovereign citizens. It's a never-ending saga with the Bundy family since last December, a federal judge in Vegas. And I heard they're going after him again, that they're going to try to recharge him. And uh, it's just uh, the, the propaganda is everywhere, and seeing this magazine really puts it to me. Uh, a lot of things that I, I can't speak of and, and maybe I shouldn't speak of, and, and I certainly hope other people take the opportunity to call in and have intelligent things to add. Uh, uh, because uh, there's definitely a war on on people that uh, and I was going to say that judge in Lafayette County he owns interest in the prisons he sends people to so right he has he has these people have interest and Patrick was talking about that as well and 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 I really say we have to get involved with electing prosecutors that will prosecute uh, you know we people that are anti-abortion. Say the prisons Incorporated, right? Prisons Incorporated started yeah. out making license plates. Now they're making everything, everything they can get through in and out of there safely. It'd be interesting if anyone knows how that strike is going. There's supposed to be a national strike going on. There's companies like McDonald's. I met a kid that was in Merriam, and he said they make missile parts for the military, and. Uh, it, it's uh, it, it's pretty outrageous that it's we have federal prisons here in South Carolina, uh, several. They're, they're stuck out in the middle of nowhere, and the local politicians probably just love to see when these things come in. Uh, you know, oh, all their buddies kinda, get jobs building. All the yeah. re, all the good old boys get to to pave the roads and and lay the brick and. And uh, and then the locals get uh, prison jobs. You know, uh, Jeffrey Winehouse has spoke about that many times, that he's in a prison up there kind of in the area where he's from, and he recognizes a lot of people that work in the area. And if they were to close it down, there would be tons of people without jobs. It's, it's part of their economic uh, slave program uh, to have these types of jobs. And uh, our, our state is completely occupied by the federal government. We have a garbage disposal. We have radioactive waste disposal. We have forts. We have prisons. We have national forests that are occupied federal land all over. You know, there's almost very, I, I bet lot half of South Carolina is really state property. 50% is federal. And you can't I, use it. Go ahead. Uh, and so, you know, it, during the Civil War, they kicked out all the federal, you know, courts and everything. And uh, that's a beautiful thing because uh, that's the ones that are the most vicious. You know, they, uh, uh, they, uh, they got all these federal laws. Now, if we just had our state constitution and our state laws, we could have a better chance to control it. 
But when these feds come in, you, you have no, no power. You can't control these people. You know, you got your CIA, FBI, BLM, you know, Bureau of Land, I mean, I mean uh, you know, Homeland Security. It just goes on and on and on. EPA, you know, they're just, it's just an yeah. army. You know, you can't, you can't contend with, if, if we get there, we could kick them suckers out, you know, again, back in the, you know, back we did in, you know, in 1860, you know, uh, the, no feds, you know. And, uh, and, and that's and, what, the Bundys and the Hammonds. They're up against federal BLM, right? They're well, the, 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 the Hammonds were pardoned. Right. The, Trump did pardon the Hammonds, and we are supposed to be able to apply for a land use permit, and I, I think veterans that served our country, they should get a little chunk of land. I lived up in Montana in the 90s, and they were burning a lot of cabins and ending leases. One of the standoffs before the uh, Oregon standoff, they had uh, taken over, uh, the, I think it's the Pine Creek Mine, or uh, Blaine Cooper was involved in that, and... and uh, Someone was talking about how great McCain was yesterday, and I showed him the Blaine Cooper video where he calls him out for being a traitor. But the land is supposed to be used by the people, and I really see the Civil War as a federal war, and the federal government won, and they took over all the states. Uh, it's often called the, the War of Northern Aggression, but not only did it take over the state, the federal government now, and, and, and Patrick could second this or, or talk about it, that, that the federal government now controls all states, I guess we've we know that all of the uh, funding for the highway patrols are uh, people think oh this is our state highway patrol well they all wear the same blue uniform and dress the same like an army and they all receive federal funds in in their state uh, kansas a few years had ago had a shortage of troopers and they gave them money so all the rural areas got troopers so we are ruled by federal police which are your local state highway patrol yeah. That is true. The, the state patrol is federal, and they, you know, what people don't realize though is uh, back in the act of 1871, right after the Civil War, they said that we form a body corporate, and they they did this, and, uh, and they have made it completely. Everybody is in all these states have been uh, incorporated, incorporated, and it looks. I know it sounds terrible, but it's, it is because it's like you know. Like McDonald, if you're a little franchise somewhere, you're beholding to the to the corporate office, and so when you incorporate, you basically just went around the state Tenth uh, Amendment, and uh, they, they know what they're doing. They had this all you know war gamed out, you know, and it was just like you know 9/11, you know, it was all planned years in advance. Uh, you know, we needed another you know Pearl Harbor, you know, and they 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 know what they're doing. They uh, they, they 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 come in and they you know, uh, like the act, you know, 1812, where they uh, went in into the uh, Continental Congress, they burned all the archives. They they go for the paperwork. You know, they get rid of the paperwork, and then uh, they basically reprint their own version of it. So yeah, it's a it's a takeover. Yeah, who, it's who burned there. that? Who burned the archives? That was the British soldiers. It, yeah, the British agents. You know, they um. Okay. As a, now we it, it was troops. It, it was troops as well. It was the war of eight, the uh, the troops come in there to to Washington and destroyed everything and and uh, burned all the yeah, records. Yeah, looking like back, the southern states uh, in 1812 just said we're just not in this union anymore. It, it was trouble then, so they should have just gone ahead. So we're just going to go back to being a sovereign country in each state. 
and dissolved it. We'd be all better well, off. There was a lot of unity, though, because the, 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 uh, a lot of people didn't know that the uh, Battle of New Orleans had been won by Jackson, and there was, a lot of, there was a lot of unity and a lot of patriotism still in the country at that time to have a republic, what the Founding Fathers intended. So there, what the states wanted to be part of a, 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 a government that still had state rights that, but that would protect our borders. And, and be a republic, so there still the was. Empire. I guess the U.S. Empire had to survive to defeat the British Empire. Yes, That's and, and for, uh, but it's it, by the time the Civil War came, people, you know, it was getting divided. I think the 1812, the people were very united because there were still uh, still lands to be conquered. Uh, you know, there was still the West to be explored and, and people to, uh, you know, move westward. And we, and, and we needed a, we needed a, a federal, I, would, I guess it was, I don't know, I guess it was called the federal government at, at that point. We had the well, Federalist Papers. Well, that same stuff just, it went all through the West. You can watch all these old movies of, of the migration westward around the time of the war against the South. And they were still going at each other to decide how it was going to be settled, you know, what kind of governments. So, May I? Was, yeah, Patrick. Uh, the, 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 what happened was in War, War 1812 is they burned all the archives. They were going after specifically the 13th Amendment, which is uh, no attorneys can be uh, hold public office because they're all attorneys. And, uh, you know, that, that was one of their main targets. That they all, when they got rid of, they burned all the, the constitutions, all the copies. They thought they got them all. Then they started re, they used their own printing system called the University uh, Printing Company up there, and then they started printing their own versions and giving themselves more power. They they were had only 19 enumerated powers that they could you know have places for armies, for seaports, uh, you know things, the printing money. That was what they had. But uh, they start giving themselves more and more power. It's like Jefferson said, if they exceed their 19 newer powers, there will be no limit to their power. Well, they've completely just took that and just, just blew that past that and just kept right on going. And uh, it's the federal, federal, which was the British, because they were, they were run out of New York City. Uh, New York City was all big, uh, you know, British enclave. And, uh, you know, they... Uh, uh, with the banking, Wall Street was a British creation. Hamilton was a, a lawyer on Wall Street. They were all very pro-British. These were, you know, they, they, they were uh, Federalists. Hamilton was the leader of the high Federalists. And, uh, and there was few people that could stop them. Uh, people like Virginia and Governor, uh, Governor Patrick Henry tried everything because you guys are giving away your hard-earned freedom. And people don't realize that that's really what happened was that it was a takeover by the British uh, as a fe- as, as in federal power, and I yield. Yeah. Okay. We're getting into a history study today. Is anything current, Father Francis? Still there? I'm here. I'm just listening okay. to the interesting conversation. Kind of recollecting the history. Well, yeah, you know, so many wars that we fought, I mean, they were just really, they were just like machinations, really. I mean, people were killed, but there's all kinds of stuff going on behind the scenes. 
like the, uh, the draft riots in New York City in 1863, really a battle of the Civil War. I mean, New York was ready to secede from the Union, and they didn't want that. And they, so they had to go there, and they, uh, Lincoln arrested the entire legislature, as I understand, from the state of Maryland. Maryland was in the South. Why didn't Maryland secede? Why didn't Missouri secede? Because they clamped down real quick and they closed off any of the government that was partial to the Southern cause. So that's why the uh, that's why so much there, there were so many people arrested during that time just to keep the power in the hands of the federal government, or, or actually probably more likely the deep state. Deep state's been around forever. May I? They they would charge you with uh, with treason, with being a traitor. If you if you swore allegiance to the South, they, they they could bring you up on charges, and, and the, the penalty was incredibly severe. They they could execute you, and that's that's very intimidating. Okay, we got uh, Bob from Nevada. Wants to put, bring in something. Hello, Bob. Morning, gentlemen. Morning. Uh, <clears throat> In terms of Bundy, I just a quick comment out here in Nevada. He's painted as a racist, of course. He's not a very eloquent speaker. And so when he goes on to speak, they take everything he says out of context. And if you just talk to uh, anybody on the street, he's, you know, he's considered a racist. Uh, a friend of mine is good friends with him. I don't know where they're going with that case, uh, but all I know is they keep putting out that propaganda, as you say, uh, about them. Uh, and uh, that's basically the attitude out here, that you're fighting, quote-unquote, a racist. Uh, but anyway, I wanted to add to these wars. Remember in World War II, uh, we used the mafia to help uh, fight against Mussolini in Sicily. And, uh, and then when we came in there, Patton came in there and, and threw Mussolini out. Uh, he, uh, he gave the mafia there, still in Sicily, all the administrative positions that became mayors, governors and they ran everything so we do we the government does what it does to meet its objectives and they, they don't really care and largely the mafia was the jewish run meyer lansky and you had, you had some italian guys charles lucky luciano he made all kinds of deals with uh, luciano and his buddy lansky uh to, to get stuff uh, uh uh against mussolini they, they pretty much told them all about the terrain and in different areas in the culture as they fight uh, they were fighting against people trying to give information out and so uh, the, the government will use the mafia and other unscrupulous people quote unquote when they need to to obtain their objectives and the same thing sort of occurred with uh, the, the uh, John F Kennedy and the Bay of Pigs uh, they used the mafia there uh, to try to yeah. unseat Castro and uh, we know that story uh, so the, yeah, yeah, there's no high. Go ahead. Lansky, wasn't it Meyer Lansky? Meyer Lansky, uh, a Jewish Meyer gangster, Lansky. good friend, good friends at Lucky Luciano. Uh, uh, of course, later on you had Hyman Roth, which is you'll see that in The Godfather. Uh, but at that time it was uh, Meyer Lansky, and uh, he was involved in trying. Of course, he was uh, pro-Jewish. Yeah, we should do we should do a movie on the mafia, you know, the Jewish mafia. It's all Jewish. A lot of, I mean, it's Italian. A lot of movies yeah. on the Italian mob, right? The Italian mafia. Exactly. They won't do one on the Jewish. 
Don't forget, you had Bugsy Siegel involved in that, too. It was Siegel, Lansky, and... Yeah, exactly. Well, Siegel was one of the three. Yeah, exactly. Well, Hyman Roth was a character that was supposed to be uh, oh, Meyer Lansky. Right, oh, right, in the Godfather. Yeah, the, the more authentic movie about the mafia is Goodfellas. Uh, it's a great story, the Godfather. But the Goodfellas is supposed to be very accurate. But, uh, I've heard of that. But anyway, that's all, that's all I got on that. But, uh, all right. You guys are doing a great job. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. May I? Daryl, I got back. I, I don't think he's mentioned something you brought up, Daryl. Yeah, they just want to demonize anyone that's not Bundy. Uh, he said something about Bundy. Did you hear that? Yeah, and they're they're afraid of the people taking. They're afraid of the people taking back land use. Is what that that whole thing is? Is they're going to dominate the land use? and consider it their property. Uh. Okay. All right, we got Anonymous. Welcome to the show, Anonymous. Get tired of hearing Daryl. Why? I don't, I don't know what that is. Just forget about that. I'm not tired of hearing Daryl. I'm thankful for you, Daryl. I, I appreciate that, Robert. And, uh, you know, we spoke about that when I was at the event on Friday night, and and uh, I, I I appreciate the, the platform, and I wouldn't say anyone should interject we, what we they really, feel. And, we're not really about judicial reform. But it is important to free speech and nationalism. So it fits right in with what we're doing. Um, you are a little bit repetitive, but that's okay. When we get the message across to people, it needs to be repeated sometimes. But, but he's not wrong. That, huh? But he's not wrong. Dale? I'm here. Yeah, and... and uh, I hear Patrick standing up for me, and we all need to stand up for each other. And uh, that's a big problem. I was told by someone that we need more people not to be calling anonymous and to put their name on there. If you see, if, if you see the uh, the videos of me on uh, Lone Star seventeen seventy six, my name is on there. My phone number is on there, and you know people want to dox me or or do what it, or say this or that about me. I'm I'm a imperfect human being and there are many imperfect I'd human say beings. You're a judicial free speech activist. You know? That's right. And God has always used small groups to move mountains. It has always been small groups, the three percenters, that stand up and make things happen. Because there are a lot of cowards like the person who called. Okay. Anybody else? Yeah, I got one. Got a few minutes. Okay. I'm going to just make this clear. We've been fighting the bar, uh, mainly the judicial system. They have a they have a lock on them, on the judges, and uh, and then they get include with the sheriffs, and uh, and that, that's their enforcement arm of the politicians. They have to control those, and the bar is uh, is their 
weapons of choice, uh, and they're, they're the ones that fight all the uh, the locals. Uh, it's they, the administrative, I hate to interrupt, it's the administrative process, and the administrative process can really put the screws to anyone that disagrees with them. Yeah, but it's the bar associations, the big money, and uh, the, uh, they, uh, they have these uh, different associations that they are, they, they, they want to stop anything other than their own monopoly of the system. They, uh, they all uh, benefit from this. The, uh, they all, you know, they, uh, they sell off properties and, and among themselves. They, uh, they, they get money kickbacks from these prison systems, uh, and they protect each other. You know, and they're afraid they're going to go, they're going, uh, the, the, the people are going to go after these corrupt politicians like a, like a Clinton's down there in Arkansas. They were, just, you know, just selling state bonds, you know, in, uh, you know amongst themselves. And it's just, just total corrupt. If they can control that, because the media's in their pocket, they got that, you know, and, they, and so they get these, these school professors, you know, to give the, uh, you know, they, they buy their, uh, these uh, studies, you know, and they, they protect each other. And the only way you're going to do that is you've got to break out of this institutionalized stuff. And the bar attorneys are some uh, of the worst. I yield. And they run for office. They, they're the prosecutors, and then they run for office, and then they're the state legislatures, and then eventually they may be the governor. You know, that, that's, that's their, their ladder they climb. Uh, where I live in South Carolina, the guy that's the state legislature is the district attorney for the county, prosecuting state crimes, all the Republicans support him, and he gets easily elected. He gets elected with just a few hundred votes. Now, this is a, it's no, it's not even a competition at all. That's, oh, I, I think I think most of these elections are fixed anyway. I especially the smaller scale ones. They're so easy to do. We had one here in Tennessee called the Battle of Athens. I think it was when the the county was corrupt. So here's here's the reverse of what everybody wants the the sheriff to be to you know stand between the federal government and the people. In that particular case, the sheriff took over the whole county. And then he refused to let people vote. And there was an armed fight there. It was after World War II. And uh, the GIs that came back, they went, they, the sheriff rolled out his guys with all their guns, and then they all the GIs went back home and got their guns. I mean, it was shootouts until they finally got justice. And, they, and I think, the, I don't know if it was the federal government or the state government came in and stood with the people against the corrupt county sheriff. So it's all right. balances. I mean, the balance That's of power an interesting is, little history thing there. I've looked at that several times. We should go back over that maybe tomorrow. All right. But what the, was that called? What did you call it? The Battle, Battle of Athens. 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 That's right. Athens. Yeah. yeah. And so that where you the, are is also considered Franklin. The state was originally, I think, named Franklin. Okay. The state of Tennessee. Oh. And a lot of it has to do with that uh, the, the Buffalo Shoals up there in Elizabethton where the rally's going to be on the 29th. I mean, that's a big, big deal that's so, so much parallels what's going on this today where the Indian chiefs sold the Indians' land to some white guy from North Carolina 
And the Indian chief's son said, Dad, you can't sell the people's land. It's not yours land to sell. And that's the same thing that's happened here now, like Uranium One, the Bundys, Finicums, all the people are losing their, their property because the federal government is selling it to other people. It's amazing how many of these big mining deals went to Canada, not the United States. They weren't U.S. citizens taking advantage of this claim stakes or any of these things. They were people from Canada. It's just like Uranium One. It was a Canadian proxy company run by a Russian company who made a deal with the federal government at that time, Obama et al., and decided to sell off the land to Russia and the uranium in the land to Russia. Well, that's not allowed. That, that money should go to the people. Any, any of the minerals that come out of the ground belong to the people. Not to the government. Yeah, I, I think the, the the electricity produced too is so, somewhat belongs to the people. It shouldn't belong to outside corporations. Well, there's a, there's a lot of things that you can disagree or agree with federalization or or fascist kind of arrangements that would join government and business together and put the government in charge of businesses or Crony have a capitalism. Well, all the folks in Alaska get a dividend check from the resources of the oil and timber taken from the land. And that's why they're real fearful of Nevada, that Uranium One deal. They'll have to share the spoils of their ripoff, and they don't want to share it with uh, the people because the land is the people. This whole free man on the land, this whole thing about sovereignty, is uh, is uh, yeah. We should we should re- reproduce that thing in Alaska somewhere. You know, if you have running water and you have resources, you make money. Everybody should get it. Everybody should get the profits. Here in Missouri and northern Arkansas, they do have the White River Electrical Corporation, and uh, we just got a check from the. They're a shared co-op, uh, and and the the. It's supposed to be a, a people's, a community-owned power company, and they get they get power from the Bolshols Dam and Table Rock Dam. They generate power, and then they buy power from other places because the dams can't produce power all the time. But it is a co-op, and there are many uh, credit unions. Don't be a member of a bank. Be a member of a credit union. Uh, credit unions oh, are yeah, local. I say that all the time. I, I go mm-hmm. into banks, and or I, whenever I talk about banks, I tell people the, the, they're tyrants. You know, banks are tyranny. And I'm going to let you go, brothers. Have a blessed okay. day. Thanks, Daryl. Okay. Okay, Father Francis. I guess we'll wrap it up. Yeah, we're pretty anybody? much wrapped up here. It's ten o two. We got anybody else on the line? No, nope, nobody else. Uh, anybody tomorrow? Anything? Because no, I don't have anything lined up. You know, I did, like I said, these last. This is a hard-working weekend, man. Putting up 300 square bales of hay. They don't seem like a big okay. deal when you're just looking at one bale, but when you see, when you see them stacking up inside the barn, and you got them six stacks high, and they weigh somewhere between 35 and 50 pounds each, it's a good workout. I'll so, try to come up with something, a topic for tomorrow. Then, you know. All right. And, and we'll we kind of skipped around today, but it's still interesting. Right. All right, guys. Okay, well, Let's wrap it up, and we'll talk to you all tomorrow. Maybe.
Okay, thanks for joining us. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.